get fired up. Oh yeah! Performance, Performance enhancing, enhancing audio. audio. This is the State of Combat Podcast with Brian Campbell. Oh yeah, new theme song, same old grossness. It is the State of Combat Boxing Podcast, as you heard in your boy BC slided in. Hey, the fights are back, and we are back, giving you what you deserve here on this here pod. Uh, what is that? That's an injection. Okay, I see the marks, Canelo. I see the marks of that performance-enhancing audio. Yes, it is hot. Yes, it is good. It was that thick. Yeah, well, you know. It was that intense. Yep, yep. It was that heavy. Okay, it is all of those things, all right? Sorry to get gross early on here with you, but uh, that's how we roll on this show. Right, I know the subject matter is gross. Talking about it here online makes me queasy. But it matters, it does matter. Thank you, Rich. Uh, this show matters. You matter, the people. Thank you for listening. Um, our fights are back, and we're going to talk about that today on this here show. We'll do a little bit ridiculousness. Get into the latest headlines. Fights are back in Vegas. Boxing, where you been? Okay, we need you. We need you. We need you. You know what I need? I need a co-host that won't jack, okay? That won't back up. That'll be here until he can't breathe. One that doesn't value his life. 10 pence, okay? Let me bring in one of those American Yankee cocks. He is a New York Times best-selling writer. He's the best thing going today at TheAthletic.com. His name is Rafe Bartholomew. Pick you up. I'm a Yankee cock. How is it in Detroit? Uh, same as it ever was. Not ever was, but same. it feels that way. Same as it has been, man. It is a groundhog day for real out here, but um, we're healthy. We're working, uh, and I am grateful for those things, and that's about all we can count on these days. You know, We're in this together, Brian. Yes, yes, we are. Um, I don't – you know, I, I did play a little Richie off the top here, but the uh, the reactions, Rafe. Okay, I know this wasn't part of this wasn't a Rafe Bartholomew production, but the reactions to the SOC sticking it to the man, getting the whole man that is Richard Dwyer has been incredible. Have you felt the vibrations, Rafe? That wasn't a vibration in the Bartholomew household, Brian. I'm sorry to say. (laughs) The vibrations good like sun kissed. Many want to know who done this. It was me, okay? It was me in the conservatory with the candlestick, with the Dwyer. It was me. Judge me. Watch me. Applaud me. I'm great. Yes, Teddy. Yes. Brian, we know, we know that um, the good vibrations really only belong to you, New England trash people oh wow well, hey you're a manhattanite all right you're an islander all right all right take yeah, that at least i am from new england yeah that well oh wow i didn't know we had that debate that that divide between us there but uh seriously hope you're doing well there in uh michigan is the flooding going down at all rafe i haven't been following it <laughs> yeah, the, the, the floods have receded in my in my neighborhood what, 50, 80 miles away from the actual floods. Uh, and I believe they have receded in Midland, Michigan as well. The The problem now is all of the 
the ecological and uh, environmental disasters that will follow because it was uh, right next to a big chemical plant. And it, it ain't oh, it ain't boy. pretty. There there might there may be some flipper babies, Brian. Three Mile Island, indeed. Uh, wow, uh, is it receding worse than Mike Coppinger's hairline? Or, or oh man, how could you look? I I have no inside information about why he rocks the baldy. It looks good, right? He's got a smooth head. I have a dent in my head. I could not. I used to cut my hair low, but I could never go all the way bald because people would see the dent, right? I got it in eighth grade. I jumped into the top of a door frame oh, uh, during theater class or whatever communications. Yeah, theater I don't know class, right? I don't, I, we oh, had, we had to, to take one yeah. semester of theater between seventh and twelfth grades, and this happened to be it. And I jumped into a door frame, and I got out of school for a day. So I kind of think it was worth it. People forget you did go to fame with uh, Debbie Allen, and uh, oh, that's not me. I'm not one of those kids. All right, all right. Well, shout out to Mike Coppinger, your colleague. You're a, you're, you're a quality operator, a quality bloke, and a quality fighter. Top operator, indeed. Uh, Ray, uh, the turtlenecks are coming back, I think, with boxing, right? No, I it's mean, summertime. All right, summertime. I had a great Memorial Day weekend. Rafe, that might have been the last weekend that we have off as fight guys for a long arse. Oh, wait, I forgot. You don't get down. Uh, I was talking for myself again. All right, all right, you know. It's a great, great sport. I love that mixed martial arts. I don't. I think it's trash. Yeah, well, it's part of my job, okay, Bob? So that's that's the deal, all right? Well, yeah. Did you enjoy Memorial Day? Did you guys let off any uh, sparklers up there in the uh, in the Upper Peninsula? <laughs> in the Upper Peninsula, I, I, it is a goal of mine. I will, I will someday get to the the UP, the Upper Peninsula. I haven't been there yet. It's, you know, it's a big ass state. It it would take like nine hours to get to parts of that thing, man. It's far. What would we call but, it? You a, a youper? Oh, a youper? I don't even know what they call it, but can, the can UP we, could, is called. Could we call you a YouTuber? Ever though, please, whatever you do, do not ever call me a YouTuber because that is not what I am. Wow. You're making a wee bit of a mockery yes. of what Carl Frampton is about. I couldn't tell if that was Frampton trying to do the Vlad voice, you know? Do not check the USB stick right there. Please don't call me YouTuber. Please don't. All right. I don't know if this show is going to have much flow or direction, but I think that's how the people like it. Let me tell you some revelations I've gone through lately. You told me our boy Maddie C, MGC Speaks, is a is a is a a, a bloke. He's British. I I, mean, I didn't see that coming, right? You know, I mean, what are you going to what are you going to tell me now that you saw? Oh, you already, you already did. All right. Well, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it did exist. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and did you know? And I talked to uh, Maddie, and by the way, Maddie's uh, woman was listening as he got. Yeah, the shout I heard out this story this too. Pod. Why don't you? Why don't you finish that story? Because I know where it's going. Well, I, I did. Did it? Did it? I mean, I mean, I know, I know what, I know what you prefer. You know what I'm saying? It was a good finish. I, I like a good finish. Uh, but uh, all I was trying to say was that uh, he was at Night of Champions with us. Did you know this? You, myself, the beard, Patrick Connor. We met in Temecula that night in December 2014. I'm at El Viali. And the Terry Cloth Robe, yes. Um, uh, Boobs Brazil sending that guy to hell as the house lights went down. All right, Sergio Mora. Our friend Sergio Mora struggling with the cab driver in the dark. by the MMA fighter. Uh, Matty C was there. Did you know that? I think he mentioned that to me once before. Um, Matty C has like, has worked in the boxing business. He has done videography work. I think he was an early IFL guy here in the States. And then his career, 
Uh, thankfully, I would imagine he would say, moved on from doing boxing videography. No shade to the journalist, Marcos <laughs> Viejas, yes, yes. who has, has uh, parlayed it into great things and continues to do great work at Fight Hub. But it's it's a crazy hustle, and we've seen him talking about it during online during the pandemic that it, the hustle is real, even at the level, even when you reach that take a step back, Ellie wow, setback level, wow. that Marcos Viejas level that um, not raging babe the other the um, behind the gloves Michelle Joy Phelps level when you reached even even the people who we see doing this all the time the great Coogan Cassius rip that suit off <laughs> show everyone your s right yo suckers never play him but a virus is not a sucker either wow uh, anyway all the, it's, a, just, a, a lot of respect to these guys they all hustle really hard and but anyway Maddie C our guy the top bloke quality operator used to do a little bit of dabbling with the ifl did some interviews for them he, 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 it did exist all right he, he touched the he tickled the ivories with coogan cassius i was getting to though that i also found out along with you in our dms which as right oh, wait, wait you didn't even get to the part of the story brian what, God, what is wrong with us well, well i'm sorry uh, yeah, go ahead. no i i know you were trying to get away from that part you did you know his wife did listen to your interview with dwyer and my comments about why I chose to jack. And I, I don't know this part. I'm, I'm learning. Oh, this yeah, yeah. Okay. Mrs. Maddie C says. Boog's got the score right. Rafe what? got the score right. No, yeah. No, no, Thank no, you. No, no, Thank no, you. No, 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 At least somebody that's, got that's the score the right on my behalf. I don't give a shit. No, 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 no. Rafe, you swallowed, okay? You swallowed, bro. I, 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 I did not swallowed. bottle it. The old term in boxing is he swallowed. And that's it. You know, once a man swallows, Rafe. Um, anyway, the point of this story, shout out to Maddie C and his wife. All right, that's enough. It's enough airtime for you, okay? Uh, oh, yeah, now you're sending the poor man to hell because his <laughs> wife is down with me. <laughs> well, how much is she down with you, Rafe? Okay, you know what I'm saying? I, okay, let's just say, you know, I had a lot of reasons I had to move to Michigan. Just look at the stiffness. Um, Rafe, I was going to say another top listener. In fact, the top listener. No, not Alex Godinez, although we love him. Uh, hey, remember he used to have that great segment, uh, Meet Me on the D, Oscar, Deep Drive on the D? That, that, what happened to that, right? That Well, that was a short conversation. Um, what I was going to say is 2019 listener of the year, B-Sample Bloke, somehow not British. How is this possible? Guy lives in Oklahoma with... George Tatanuwaipa? I, I don't get it. I mean, B-Sample Bloke has had a lot of diff quality bloke. He's had a lot of different handles. He changes up the avies. He is, he's a chameleon. He's a mystery. Why is my, we don't my know Brit who dar. he is. We my don't know Brit what he's radar. about, but he seems to be everywhere all at once. I mean, you, you are aware of like the six months he spent using the avatar of Trackstar Campbell, right? Yes, Where he, yes, he, yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is the same man. He's he, he he's talking to this man like he is that man. Well, I've seen a lot of guys, first of all. Okay, number two, though, um, I know that this man, B-Sample Bloke, is a little controversial at times on Twitter. So, you know, the, the, the opinions and uh, don't necessarily reflect that of the State of Combat podcast. But I was assured he was British. My Brit Dar is all over the place right now, right? Your Brit Dar, I don't look, your Brit Dar couldn't even get you a handshake with dazzling Darren Barker. Oh, how dare you? Would you like to shake my hand? I'd love to shake your hand. You'd love to. 
Oh, Got to bring that up again. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, I love our listeners. Uh, we haven't heard from Ulrich Anderson in a while. How do you think his uh, COVID's been going? Uh, he's still in Denmark, right? He's probably going better than ours. Uh, that's true. That is true. Um, all right. Uh, hey, Rafe, did you know that um, college football is inching closer? Or at least that's what the ad read tells me. Is it really, though? Is it really? Uh, yeah, it is. I, I listen to you, you want to do some plugging. Yeah, I will. Well, okay, well, not like that. But I listen to the athletic COVID-19 podcast with the head of the SEC talking to our Seth Davis. And they, it sounds like they're ready to go, baby. They Bring it on, you know. All right. An absolute humdinger. Yeah, humdinger to that. Well, college football apparently is inching closer, Rafe, and you know what that means. It's the perfect time to unveil them off-season rankings. Rafe, have you picked a CFB team in your new state of Michigan? Um, I guess I would go with uh, with the Spartans Michigan State because I like their basketball team better. Did you pick that because MMA co-host and UFC Hall of Famer Sugar Rashad Evans was a collegiate wrestling star at Michigan State? In part. And on this week's MMA pod, it was revealed. Do you remember Michigan State quarterback Jeff Smoker, number nine? Hell yes. I was, man, I was in college. I was at Northwestern at the time. I remember Smoker. He started as a true freshman. I was telling Rashad on this week's MMA show that, like, when we were, you know, back sitting on the couches during those years, right? Like, Like, you know, hanging out, doing things. We would always cheer on Smoker because here's the guy with the coolest name. He looks like Jim McMahon. And he's always getting hit up for drinking too much. Like, this was our guy. He said he used to crush beers with him. Ooh, wow. wow. That's how, All right. I thought Rashad Evans was way older. No, no, no. He's a year younger than me. Yeah, that would make sense. Wow. All right. Yeah, that's that. All right. Anyway, back to this uh, this uh, ill-placed ad read. You ready for this? Um, uh, Rafe, all throughout May, have you ever heard of the Cover, Th- Cover 3 podcast on CBS Sports? Of course you have. All right. They've been counting down their preseason top 25 in separate episodes. And this week, Rafe, they're going to focus on the top five. All right? Don't worry about a huge time commitment. I know you're a busy man up there. Chip Patterson and company have been breaking down each team in their hurry-up hot seat series in under 15 minutes, Rafe. How about that, right? How about a hot dog and a hando? 15 minutes or less. Not a bad deal. Rafe, I got questions for you. Where will Clemson and Ohio State rank this year after bringing back the top two QBs in the nation, huh? Uh, One and two. Will Alabama crack the top three after losing Tua, huh? Yes. Not David Tua. Uh, Each day this week, Rafe, the Cover 3 pod has all your answers about the very best teams in the nation. Download and subscribe on Apple Pods, Spotify, Stitcher, J-Date for them Raskin picks, and wherever else. Podcasts are found. Yeah. All right. Tell them BC sent you. Yeah. Woo. Hey, Rafe, did you get a chance to peep our uh, the new theme song here that I worked hand in hand with the music production team at CBS Sports? Yeah. Oh, don't, don't, don't listen do it. to it. Don't do it. Sounded boring. <laughs> Try to listen to it again. Still boring. Wow, it's very uh, jam bandy. I got, I kind of, you know, I gave them the the tracks that I was looking to mimic, 
you know, they were like, like do you have a song? like a Bella Fleck vibe going? No, 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 no. It's a jam band. It's I don't know what you're like talking about. It's kind of like Grateful Dead meets Allman Brothers meets, you know. Anyway, uh, maybe meets um, Anthony Joshua because they were like, send us one track that you want your song to sound like. And I was like. Find me fighting on June 1st at MSG. Liverpool MC in NYC. Holding it down. I ain't a clown. I'm ready to rebound. I'm a knock Miller out around the eighth round. He can't round with the champ. I lick him down I lick like, down a like a stump. I'm going to Hey, hey, yo, hey, yo, next, yo, trash, next, yes, thank you, thank you, um, all right, uh, Rafe, anything else before we get into the box, oh, have you been watching, um, our good friend, a friend of a friend's, a friend of a friend has a documentary out there, Lance Armstrong, friend Uh, of Bryn Jonathan Butler, Lance, yes, it's called Lance, not Lance Pugmire, he don't, he don't got that, he don't got that game, he does run marathons, though, he does? Oh, shout out, yeah. to, shout out to that. Um, he ain't no joke. Part one of Lance ear, aired, aired, aired. Yeah, my yes. family gets on me because of my accent, I guess. I can't say, is it air hair or ear here? What are you talking? What are, what are, the, what are you talking about? What old are those me, Old people get, get hair in their air? Oh. Um, ear hair. Oh, all right. Yeah, it, was like, it was like when Ryan Bader fought Fedor. It was like, is it Bader Fader or Fedor <laughs> Bader? I couldn't really get behind that. Um, where was I going with this? Darth Fedor. Where was I going with this? Oh, You're okay. asking me about uh, Lance Pugmire, BJB. I'm guessing. Did you watch? He's he not took Lance over... Pugmire, but Lance Armstrong. He, uh, Lance took over for Jordan in the Last Dance. Okay, they're, they're they're dancing again. But did you watch part one? Do you have any takeaways, Rafe? This was... hell no, I didn't watch that. What? what? Why would I? I don't I I don't care about no bicycle man. I never I like. All I know, look, I know he won a bunch. I know he took a bunch of roids and EPOs. I know he lost a nut or two. Um, and wow. um, really, it's going to be that casual with it? Okay, I mean, that's the man. I, I enjoyed, like, I saw a little clip on Twitter of him giving flipping the bird <laughs> and, and saying yeah, and, and dropping some F-bombs. Mr. That Nuts. was cool. I like F-bombs on ESPN. I wish they had that when we were there, right? Yeah, I, look, I would have, I, shoot, I would have been the star. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, I guess we can't have this conversation. What a what an awful show we're, we're starting off with right here. But hey, shout out. I didn't out. ask you about some bicyclist. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, you know, give you the ball sack of the year award, all right? <laughs> uh, Rafe, um, yeah, I guess that's it. I, I guess I lost my train of thought again. This, Yeah, oh, shout out to Richard Dwyer for joining us last week. Do, uh, do you think... I don't think he shouted us out, okay? So I don't think it, it meant that much to him. I don't think it existed that that well to him. Do you think, though, he, he listened to it? Did he go back and listen to it? I bet he did. Yeah, why not? He hasn't had, although I kind of hope he didn't, because then he would have heard me discussing it. But, um, yeah, I, I think he would have done that. Okay, okay. Did you send it to him? Did you say, hey, buddy, no, no, no. thank I, you for I, your I time. You know. Here's that. Here's the episode. Once, oh, that, I, I, once that phone hangs up, that's it, Rafe, okay? That's it, all right? business, yeah. You know, leave life, the money on the dresser. I'm out. I live life on the air, okay? Um, you know what I'm saying? That's it. That's it, bro. One right. mile at a time. Exactly. Quarter Wait, mile one quarter time. mile at a time? Yeah, that's very, very, uh, uh, G, uh, I was going to say Gino Toretta. Dom Toretta, okay? Val, uh, Val Venus. Uh, Gino Felino would, would wax Dom Toretto yes. in what, a race. What's Dom Toretto's real name? I can't come up with anything. Really. Vin, uh, Vin Baker. Vin, Diesel, no. Vin um, Baker. Yeah, Vin Baker. Great. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> not Vin Baker, not the guy you'd want to be up against in a drag race. Uh, Vin Baker from my home state. Hartford. 
one of my good friends uh, was in rehab with him at the same time. Mm. He did it up in Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah, he did. All right. Shout out to Vin Baker. Okay. Then he came to the Celtics and sucked, but that's all right. He's still you know? working at Starbucks? Oh, how dare you? Really? It was. That was a great story. He sort of reinvented him. Not reinvented, but you know. He's he was finding peace at a Starbucks. I think he was managing. All right, all right. You like me now? You like me now? Yes, I like you now. Give me that frappe. All right, all right, Vinny? All right, yeah, all right. Okay, Rafe, uh, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause and actually talk a little box on the other side. I'm sure we got a couple negative reviews saying this is worse than morning, you know, rush hour radio. You know, what I, I mean? saw that one. We're the rush hour renegades here. Uh, all right, here. Uh, yeah, we're going to be back on the other side with some actual box. All right. Yeah. Enjoy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Back with the jackets. BC, it's Rafe Bugs. Is there not one person in this room that is more jacked than me? Thank you. Uh, Rafe, let's talk um, math. Let's talk boxing. Uh, Nevada, the state of Nevada commission, as we record this, just got out of their session in Vegas. Sports are back. We're going to see the skinheads the next two weekends at the UFC Apex Center. And we are going to see Bob Arum in top rank getting cleared to do fights at the MGM Grand, and it looks like they're going to begin Tuesday night, June 9th, and kind of go on like a Tuesday-Thursday schedule for a while. Rafe, is this grandpa playing nice with uh, Skinhead Dana and ESPN and going, yeah, okay, Dana, you take Saturdays, bro. There's no other sports going on. We'll put Shakur Stevenson against some Thailand guy on a Tuesday. You like this? You think that's what's happening? Speaketh to me. Uh, I can speak it, believe it, and receive it on this. I don't know. I, I I didn't really thought of this in terms of the boxing versus MMA rivalry, although perhaps that is a factor, or at least is, has has entered Bob's mind. I mean, we know how what well, we do know how Bob feels about the skinhead sport. He's not a fan. He's not going to be a fan. Doesn't care how many times the great Ariel Helwani tries to talk him into it. Um, yeah, please, but, stop, please stop asking Bob about it already. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Look, they gotta keep they gotta keep doing in, interviews together as long as they're both working with ESPN. Yeah, so they, yeah, they're gonna talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Enough. As uh, Bob would say. Okay, but um, that chick tried to talk to him. Yeah, enough. Thank you. Thank you. I, I guess well, the, he's gonna the, do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah right. All right. Price. Enough. Uh, enough. 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 Um, the top rank stuff. It, it when I first started reading about it and hearing the reports when you know cops started. Um, getting dates from sources and reporting those, and and Dan Raphael was getting some stuff, some scoops up on box boxing scene, and Steve Kim was was getting the stuff that ESPN told him to put up there, and wow. it was all. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wow. I mean, look, look. I mean, the other reporters who are putting up stuff on sites that don't control the product are still doing what the managers are telling them to do. It doesn't. It's all the same game, brother. Um, but um. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know that UFC was a factor necessarily. I just figured, hey, why not? Hey, Dwyer, why not put up some weeknight <laughs> fights? It can't hurt. Not like It's not like anybody is doing much else these days or that they're, the, 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 the difference between – no, a lot of people don't even feel the difference between weekday and week, weekend. Um, so it, it didn't seem strange to me that they would choose you know a Tuesday-Thursday schedule to start. And also, honestly – it kind of makes sense and that these feel more like weekday fights, right? These are not, um, these are not weekend main events in a boxing, uh, in the tradition of boxing either. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we're going to be really honest, we, we, during this regular season, we play, do you care a lot on this weekend, uh, weekend's action in terms of Rafe, do, are you going to watch this crap? And there are a lot of, I'm not even talking about the MTK global cards that I'm not even sure anybody should be watching. There's a lot of, in between top rank stuff where it's like, oh yeah, that's an actual main event this week. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I'll avoid it. You know what I'm saying? If that's on a Tuesday or Thursday, I would be more apt to check in. I think that I'm really hoping between Bob's decision to do this and I've heard Steven Espinoza on different podcasts from Showtime. He was on the Kurt Emhoff one, a couple others where he said like, look, uh, you know, maybe we need to look at how we do things. You know, I mean, this is how we've done it, right? This is how we do it. Play it. But, uh, you know, you and I have been saying that for years. Why go up against college football or a bigger UFC card? If you don't have a slam dunk Saturday night card, um, it wouldn't hurt to throw it on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, when you're not going up against Monday night football or a NBA game of the week. You get what I'm saying here, Rafe. And the answer, I think, before, Brian tended to have to do with gate receipts, right? Because they the, the promoters still count on gate revenues and you can expect a better gate on a Friday or Saturday night than on a Tuesday or Thursday night. But since these aren't live audience events anymore for the for the foreseeable future, right? For a period of several months probably, then screw it, right? There's no that that removes that concern. Put it on whatever the best night is and and see who shows up to watch. I hope it gets great. I I hope the I hope the I I mean I genuinely I don't I'm not looking forward to watching any of these fights that much. <laughs> I am going to watch them all out of curiosity and and just wanting the sport back in my life. But uh, I, and I hope they, but I, but even if I don't care about them, I do want them to do well. I want, I want boxing to do well on ESPN. I want top rank to do well with that deal. And I want these fighters to do well, uh, because the well. sport needs to survive, even though we're in tough times. Yes. And again, like when you're going up against college football and you're putting on a card that we're not even that excited about, and you're putting it on at like 11, 1130 midnight Eastern time, not going to work. So how about we go 8 p.m. Eastern time on like a Thursday night? Please, folks. All right. Wake up and do it. You'll get a bigger audience. Hey, Rafe, great, great pit stains you got going on right there. That's some that's that's fantastic, bro. I look, I'm a heavy perspirer. I ain't, I got nothing to hide. All right. All right. Well, you outed yourself the other day and we're like, I'm fat. I'm always been fat. Deal with it. Yeah. I look, I mean, I do my best to, to, to be less fat, but it's tough. All right, all right. Maybe, maybe you should heed some people's advice, right? No, no, no. Back away from the buffet table. All right, all right. Why don't you take that? Why don't you take that, Ray? Well, as long as you don't come after my liquid crack. <laughs> so to me is like is like liquid crack. All right. Uh, so the box is back. What do you anticipate to be 
I mean, look, Bob's slow, slow rolling it out, right? We're gonna. I mean, it's good to see Shakur Stevenson back. This ain't an opponent. The fact that I can't even tell you the opponent's name right now. This ain't. An I'm opponent. looking at them all. So let me, let's. I'll give you this schedule: the the June to early July top rank schedule that has been in some cases confirmed, in some cases just reported, but expected to be confirmed. Shakur Stevenson versus Felix Caraballo on June 9th. Jesse Magdaleno versus Yennefel Vicente on June 11th. Jose Pedraza versus Mikel Lespierre on against June 18th. Who? Against who? Against who? <laughs> against who? Alex Salcedo versus Sonny Fredrickson on June 30th. Sonny Fredrickson may be a made-up uh, person. A, a Thailand guy. And Jamel Herring versus Jonathan Okendo on July 2nd. Hey. All right, so that's how it's going to be. It's a slow play. I'm sure Golden Boy, Eddie Hearn, everyone else is going to have their own version of that soon. Uh, will we get any big-time fights, Rafe, before fans are allowed back in an arena? I mean, because you saw you know, Spence Garcia, Danny Garcia being back on for the fall. But I'm not convinced yet that boxing can get by without that live gate for the big ones I'm talking. Yeah, I think it depends on what you're – calling a big one um if you're if you i mean top rank bob arum has already discussed putting fights like teofimo lopez versus vasily lomachenko behind closed doors in the fall because at that point like many of us they don't expect uh live audiences to be permitted by then or or, or recommendable or or very safe so if that's the case, then then that I mean, we to, to boxing fans, that's a huge fight to the sports world at large. It isn't a Wilder Fury three or a Fury Wilder three. It isn't a big heavyweight fight, but they're really I mean, other than a fight involving the top three heavyweights uh, in terms of popularity, meaning Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury and uh, and Anthony Joshua, AJ. Anthony uh, Josh. Yeah, Anthony Josh. Sorry, not AJ. Uh, other than those three and a Canelo fight there, I think everything else qualifies as basically the second tier underneath that. A lot of the best fights in boxing are that I don't know if they would do those without gates. Uh, I guess it depends. A lot of it depends on the health situation, on the safety situation. If this is, looks like there's no end to this, which is a possibility, unfortunately, then maybe, Everyone decides, all right, well, we're just going to have to get on with our lives. Um, I don't know when that tipping point comes. It could be three months, six months, a full year. But uh, it it could be like that. Well, luckily for you and luckily for us, Rafe, we have a team that can look at that tipping point. I have a group of analysts who receive the tip. They review the tip. Uh, They analyze the tip information and determine what type of tip it is. Uh, all right. What, what uh, kind of tip would you call that? Yeah. Well. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> right. That's gonna be a challenge. Go, 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 go. He pumps it more than one. I've had to this this boxing off season. Okay. Look at the Rafe going right back to the liquid crack. I love. Hey, it. hey, hey, hey! This is crystal light in a Coke Zero bottle, my man. Pink lemonade. That reminds me of smoking a lot of an oregano from housing projects in Waterbury, Connecticut in my teens. Thank you. All right. Um, Rafe, uh, don't fall in love with a sport that doesn't exist. Hopefully it'll exist soon. Uh, I don't know if this quarantine will, will produce positive outcomes for the future of our sport, meaning promoters more likely to work together out of necessity. At knee jerk is we're going to say, no, it won't. It's still going to be the same 
four or five guys fighting for the same piece of the pie, all that. But Rafe, I hope it's not. You know, maybe maybe we need some financial desperation so that the powers that be go. The only way we're going to get big money during a time when we can't fill a, a sixteen thousand seat arena in Vegas with, for you know high roller prices for the tickets is to work together and try to put on a card that does like legitimate pay per view numbers. That would be a nice development debate, you know, for another day. Whatever. What I really want to bring up to you is the latest we've seen about. Your boy Lenny B, not Lonnie Baxter of 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 Maryland fame, Len Blavatnik of oh the, yeah of DAZN. I ain't got that DAZN ish, but I'm a DAZN subscriber. Um, you're seeing a lot of ish that, and I hope this isn't the case because you know we we love a lot of people that that work for the the teams there, and and you know certainly pulling for everyone in the business to keep pulling basically. Um, but. It could be interesting, Rafe, if their financial issues at the moment are legit. And if Lenny B goes, you know what? I'm throwing a lot of empty money into this sport. And if we ain't coming back soon, you know, with fights that matter, that get people there, then uh, maybe we out. Rafe, what what the hell could happen here? Because they're looking for investors. They may just get out. If tomorrow DAZN closed up shop, where does Oscar go? Where does Eddie go? Or Would that be a, like, be honest here. Would that be a good thing for the sport to kind of create some wild cardness, or would it be taking away a large supplier of money for the sport? Um, okay, Brian. So just to fill in our listeners, uh, you're referring to a Financial Times article that was published last week that reported, and, and which is not really a huge surprise, that Len Blavatnik, the main and primary investor in the zone. And the source of their giant piggy bank, right, this this uh, multi-billionaire um, born in Ukraine, emigrated to the United States, you know, big businessman, owns all kinds of oil interests, got big, you know, big, big, big drama man. Um, and um, Mr. Nuts. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the real Mr. Nuts. Um, and it might be considering selling the zone uh, that or or looking for money to get in there. It's it's not it, it, it ain't looking good now. It there was the, the article struck me as being a little like a little more sizzle than steak in that I could have told you that about I, without speaking to anyone. I could be like, OK, well, the world economy is is going down the tubes fast. This is a this was an aggressive disruptor sports media business that was relying on uh, overspending, right, uh, to to sort of get a foothold in the market. And now they there are no sports for them to sell. The only thing that they were selling, uh, it, it, none of that. And it basically, it was all it, it was all confirming a narrative that anyone who's paid attention could have kind of figured out on their own. And who knows can when they when something is reported look considered selling or maybe considering to sell that could mean a whole range of things it could mean a sale is imminent it could mean that somebody called and was like hi i want to buy the zone and then said go to hell and that was the end of it um, got that zone shit so i don't know exactly if it is new really important new news but let it, i think it is also fair to assume that the zone like everyone right now is is nervous 
and in in facing uncertain times and trying to figure out the best way to navigate them. Raphael, uh, you're 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 tickling the rim. You're searching. You don't you don't okay? like this filibuster Penetrate here? already. Tell me, Come on, is man, it I'm better? trying. I'm trying to prepare for a career in politics. Because as um, we know, unfortunately, promoters are are too ta- too aligned financially with with networks where networks become the promoter these days. So there's, as Teddy Atlas said, rightfully on his podcast the other day, there's three leagues, right? There's three le- major leagues right now. Would it be better if we got down to two? Would it be okay, better if so, one blew fine. up one that's putting on fights that aren't always a versus a B versus B. Would it be better if we had two? Okay. So, uh, let's just accept, let's just assume that the zone blows up. Uh, what happens I think that Golden Boy and Oscar still figure out a way to get an exclusive TV deal. I know uh, there were some – it may be difficult for them to get their own deal parallel to top ranks at ESPN. But I bet if the negotiations got ugly or, or difficult, I, I, I would put my money on Golden Boy to get what they want. Ultimately, because you know why? Because they got the goose, Brian. They got the goose that lays the golden egg. His name is Saul Canelo Alvarez. I love me some Saul Canelo Alvarez. That's right, Brian. And when it comes down to it, a lot whoever is courting uh, a newly freed golden boy probably has to agree, even if they don't want the the golden boy fights that they're going to get as part of that deal, they will take it for the opportunity to don't forget run Canelo pay-per-views. Don't forget though that that as as thin as Golden Boy's larger stable is, and it's thin. They have I don't think two, it's as, I think it's I think it's underrated in two, some ways. Two major potential market movers in Ryan Garcia and Virgil Ortiz. So that's that you know that ain't nothing. Right. I mean, that, exactly. So, so you have two, two fighters with huge potential in the future. Um, Virgil Ortiz's, uh, huge potential in the ring. Ryan Garcia's potential as a media star hybrid performer, something. Um, but, but more importantly, it's just that money you get right now because you have the only real worldwide bankable pay-per-view star in boxing the only person who's going to give you your money back right right yeah canelo and and canelo's a heel but he gets that money player um so i think that 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 that's a really really strong bargaining chip for golden boy in whatever their strategy is after that i mean they could they could do one-offs with Canelo with any network they want. They could shop them around. I mean, I mean, obviously Canelo is going to play a big role in this himself. He he drives his own ship to some degree, but but it's just crazy uh, in hindsight that the biggest pay-per-view star was, is off pay-per-view was bought to pull him off a of pay-per-view. Where I mean, is it the same thing when you're trying to? No, it's not the same thing when you're trying to draw subscribers for a long period of time as opposed to one night boxing is a one night business i love the idea of the zone i love the market disruption potential i love that it created a lot more jobs and money for fighters and broadcasters and you know people like us but i don't know i don't know if it's better off if we get closer to you know you got top ranking espn on one side and you got pbc on the other and maybe I guess you're right. Eddie and Oscar would probably crawl to either get their own deals. I mean, ideally, it'd be like, what if Oscar went with top rank and Eddie went with 
you know, Showtime Fox, and we had, you know, what I just want to get closer. You know where I want to get. Enough. That's it. We're talking in circles. Know, look, Boxing, I think that they, 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 they all try and get their own exclusive deals, and unfortunately, they probably end up, because they both have big-ass chips to, to throw in there, right? Jay, Anthony, Josh, and Canelo. And if you're if you if that's the chip, I mean those are those are bigger names than anybody at the at, at the bigger companies, uh, top rank in PVC. Isn't it crazy that we need pay per view back? It's it's sort of like the grocery store. Okay, I don't need no pay per view back. Before I, the pandemic, I I hated the grocery store. Why? Because I don't know if your area did this, but my area got on the no plastic thing. So I never would remember, even though there's bags in my trunk, I never would remember to bring the reusable bags. I'd always show up at the register and have the, the first time I remember when they go, do you have your bags? And I'm like, oh, crap. So I'm like, what do I do? Do I have to pay? Do I Should I take the paper? Should I buy new ones that are just going to sit in my trunk? Well, guess what's happened post-COVID, Rafe? They're back to the plastic. And by the way, you know the plastic are great. Not great for the environment, but great for crap around your house. How many times around your house do you find a dead mouse or the cat throws up and you're like, you know what? I could use one of those plastic bags to toss it in right now. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, I've been collecting plastic bags for literally my entire life. Yes. They are um, garbage bag. They are the most useful multi-purpose object in, in probably Thank you. every household I've ever lived in. At least somebody got the score right. Well, so is pay-per-view boxing, something that we thought, you know, that's bad for the boxing environment. Let's get rid of it. Let's put these fights back on regular TV. The problem is you can't pay for them if you do. So pay-per-view is a necessary evil in this sport. And we kind of need pay-per-view right now because that's the only way these big fights are going to get made, Rave. That is unfortunately true at the moment. But but when you listen to Grandpa, right? Grandpa Bob will tell you that the consumer these days, and I think he has a point. We'll we'll see if he follows through with it on his own pay per views at top rank. But he's saying maybe they need to consider reducing the price to forty dollars a pop. Yeah, you know who's doing things right? England in every possible way. Here's what England's doing. I know it's a different situation. Smaller country, more rabid. Don't have as many other sports to compete against. I get it, Rafe. But they don't charge you four thousand dollars to sit in the MGM Grand. You can they can put it in stadiums because the tickets are less. They can get big pay per view numbers because it's less. It's less, Rafe. Less is more. Okay, boxing. Stop sacrificing everything for one night. You're gonna end up. I'll I'll, I'll, tra- I'll trade it all. Man, I will risk it all for one night. Jesus, it don't sting on the line, does it? Wait, well, don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want it to be an epic night. You're gonna need. You don't. Don't sting on the lube. All right. Uh, so their near future, Rafe, is going to be probably fights that aren't too great. You have been working on a piece on theathletic.com that sort of has been highlighting some potential low price fighters who could become stars in this short term because they bring big time entertainment value. For not a ton of money. They're 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 the kind of fighters we love, Rafe. Who should the networks be looking to pump more than once right now? You know, find me a Ruslan Provodnikov banner promotions. Please do it. Right. All right, Brian. So I mean now these are a lot of these guys are not way down the ladder, but they aren't at the they they aren't fighters who command the multi-million dollar purses every time they're in the ring. I mean the it's basically how to do Bargain shopping, how to do, uh, how to get good value. Who are some of these? Who are the TV fighters who could be fun? And look, I don't know if they're going to become stars because they get a little exposure in the next three months. But 
shoot, at least at least fight fans will be watching something. I hate to say it, more enjoyable than than Shakur Stevenson outclassing some Thailand guy over twelve rounds, and you're like, please, Shakur, stop this, and he's just like, nah, I got it, I got it, one more round, you like, please. Um, so. Um, where do you want me to start? You want me to start with some of the more known guys and the less known guys? I mean, all right, how about this? Uh, this, uh, let me, I, I will throw one at you. I sent, I'll see if you did your homework, Brian, cause I sent you this fight last night in your email or on a DM or as I slid the DMs, little levers, meet cleaver, Jack Cullen. It did exist, but I didn't watch it yet. Former British middleweight champ, six, three, Skinny ass middleweight, all action, gets sent to hell eventually by um, a, a traveler bloke named Felix Cash, who has the Commonwealth title. But this, I mean, Cullen is is a amazing TV fighter. He's not great. He probably doesn't cost too much to put him on TV. He's all he he, he basically is you know his big skinny beanpole who walks in, takes shots, and throw and, and throws constantly. And it's just he he he's got. You know, he's, he fights like a tough, tough gang member. Does he put the he, fun in Fundora by any chance? Uh, he's not quite Fundora levels of grotesque height to weight ratios. Like, he still <laughs> looks like a skinny person you might encounter in life, as opposed to Sebastian Fundora, who, who like, exists on another planet. But you talk, you know who I'm talking about. If we're talking about the, the, the British fighters, we're talking about the Jack Cullens, the Yorkman, the Ted Cheesemans, yes. even... Even Lewis Ritson, the Sandman. I mean, he's he's we he has some status, but he's not unaffordable uh, compared to some of the other folks out there. And these are hard, hard men, Brian. I love hard men. Thank you, thank you. I love American Hatchcocks. To be honest with you, Rafe. Uh, so who you got? I'm just I just threw some out. How about okay? A top a guy signed with top rank at the beginning uh, or at the end of last year fought once this year before things got shut down. Um, was fighting with uh, Murphy's boxing up in your neck of the woods. I know you're not that close to Boston, but still. Um, Abraham Nova. Don't you know, know this guy? I know the He's name. Got... I've never seen him fight, though. Is he, a hard, oh. is he a hard man? They're both great guys and hard men. Hard men. Um He's 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 uh he's he's a dangerous man. I mean, he's you know fighting at lightweight or 130 pounds so far. And he looks like he's got the talent to, with a couple of step-up fights, maybe get in the mix there with uh, whether or not he'd actually win. But, I mean, he looks like he could belong in the ring with a Teofimo type, with Richard Kamis, with a, you know, uh, you name it, at lightweight or at 130 pounds, Miguel Burchell. I mean, he, he's got, he, he's, you know, he's a... Um, he, I, Listed Puerto Rican. I also heard he's Dominican, but in any case, he's you know he lives up in Albany, and you know good power, real fast, just mean, has a crazy beard, kind of like a like he's okay. You remember Demolition Man? Wesley Snipes got had the dyed mohawk. Yes. yes. Transplant that hair to a man's face, and you're looking at Abraham Nova. So give it to Joan O'Carroll, and then you're. Not. Yeah, so Abraham Nova is is like. Afro Puerto Rican, so he does okay. not. Uh, he's okay. not as pasty as old Jono. Um, I'm down with anyway. these fighters. I'm down with this. So basically, it's like up and coming guys, guys who are. Co- I also highlighted. I was also throw. Let me throw a few names of you, guys who are kind of rebuilding a little bit. Ivan Baranchik. Yes. Right. Lost to 
uh, Josh Taylor last year, then came back and what uh, put the hurt on Gabriel Becerro. Uh, and, you know, that's another guy. Pressure, action, just a nasty-ass fighter who you, you – you just want to watch these guys all day long. Maybe they, maybe David Lemieux can make a comeback, bring some sexy hair, come out of his man cave and start rapping on somebody. I, you know, basically it's it, so. All right, so that's the premise, Brian. Off the top of your head, if if it's okay to put you on the spot, who are some some TV fighters who fit the bill for you at different? Who you think would be fun to watch? I like Hugo Centeno Jr. Mm. Good hair can punch is vulnerable. That's a guy. That's the kind of guy I like to see in some fights. Uh, I mean, you look. We all love like the the, the borderline bangers. You know, who was that guy who was uh, working the street corner and then he won a title on his own and then he got then he lost. You know that guy. Oh, Cancio. Give me more Andrew Cancio. Okay, give me a lot of that. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I love me. I love me some journeyman types. Okay. Um, some white guys. Give me some white guy. Give me basically that whole group of, uh, you know, British guys who think they're contenders until they finally step up and then they get sent to hell. Give me a lot of those guys. Uh, hopefully. I We haven't heard from PBC at all, have we? In terms of that. Nothing. Of, I mean, there's been the reports of the bigger fights they're planning. And Bob, Bob Arum has mentioned in some of his interviews that, you know, he's been in touch with uh, PBC and they plan on coming back in July. But they, but that's that's all coming secondhand through Bob. I don't. So it would be a weird lie to tell because it's not neither. It's very neutral. It's neither positive nor negative towards a competitor. But uh, there still hasn't been any hard reporting on on PBC fights returning other than Garcia Spence. Right. Yeah. And uh, and Leo versus uh, Tank Dave. Yeah. Which could be a Showtime pay-per-view, which I'm still all in on. OK, thank you. Uh, we got a couple more bullet points before we get out of here. Rafe, uh, Mike Tyson. I like. I love Mike Tyson. I like Mike Tyson. Um, we're gonna continue what we talked about last week. That people won't stop try- him trying to make a comeback, mostly because he won't stop taking his shirt off at 53 with ripped abs. He was training with Vitor Belfort, the MMA star, last week. He was at that AEW Pro Wrestling pay per view in Jacksonville, and now you got Tyson Fury calling him out, saying, "I'd love to do a an exhibition match." Evander Holyfield being like, "No, we're doing a, a trilogy fight." exhibition but if he lets his hands go i'm a bang with him and we even have david feldman of bare knuckle fame going back to the well and saying yes 20 million for mike but forget about forget about the champ forget about the pies forget about shannon i'm talking to this man like i'm talking to this man (laughs) how about we give you the much smaller vanderlei silva of skinhead white guy fame and you can bare knuckle brawl him for 20 million and vanderlei quoted as saying we could outdraw Mayweather in terms of pay-per-view buys with this. Rafe, um, that is interesting. It now, won't stop. look, I don't, I don't want to see this happen for real, but I, I, I kind of, man, Mike Tyson might be the only person in combat sports who could break a Mayweather record. Do you think that's crazy? And even for a total stunt, even for some BS. I don't know if he he's could Mike do it. Tyson. I don't know if he could do it without going one of two ways, without them hyping it up and him getting crazy again, which I don't want to see out of him at this point in his there, life. There were some writers who suggested that he did uh, was forced to go two ways at points in time. Yes. Um, well, which ways? Which way? 
<laughs> wow, where did he? Where, how far did he reach? All the way around? I mean, where are you going with this? Um, I don't. I didn't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't get. I don't get down with that zone ish. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna make you my girlfriend. All right. Um. Uh. I, I don't normally let podcasters talk about me unless I fornicate with them. All right. Um. And the other side of it is, you know. Basically pull a George Foreman 2.0, which is come back and be America's sweetheart and be the smiling grandpa. If Tyson went on some kind of, you know, full on media tour saying, I'm coming back. I want to right my wrongs. And by the way, there is actually a good story within there. Again, to bring up Rashad Evans' name, he's very close with Mike. And we talked on the MMA show this week about how the two of them are both big advocates, right, for um, psychoactive drug, psychedelic drugs as as mental health healing drugs, you know, especially oh, the, are, are, when you say psychedelic drugs, are we going beyond the realm of, of Mike's speed ranch? Like this is like into like the, psilocybin yes. shrooms into the, 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 the micro dosing ketamine and, and LSD and all DMT, that stuff. DMT five D whatever it's called. The basically the Damn. toad, the toad, the toad is the top of the pops. Yeah. You got to lick that toad's ass. And baby. that's where you, you, you only get, you only trip you see Nirvana. Like, you only trip for like what, like a half hour, forty five minutes, but it's like insane, or maybe it's like fifteen it's like minutes, five minutes, but it's like two in, minutes, yeah, but it feels it's like a lifetime. Balls, man. yes. So apparently, Mike went through that, and obviously, we've all seen the change he's gone through. But Rafe, you remember, like in recent years, Mike didn't ever want to talk about fighting, didn't want to talk about how he used to be, he was embarrassed to bring it up. Rashad was saying how Mike has now come to terms through the psychedelic drug use with 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 the the person he used to be. And that's why for the first time since retiring, he feels really good getting back, putting on the gloves, hitting it, and wants to see what he can do with this. I still don't believe, I Rafe. feel good hitting it, too. Well, yeah, well, hey, I'll heal with you. Um, I still don't believe, Ray. I, I put on a glove, and then I hit it, because I like to be safe, you know? Very, very Art Jimerson, UFC one of you. Um, Basically, Rafe, I don't think he'll take a real fight, and I don't want him to take a real fight. It's weird. We love Mike Tyson, right? Mike Tyson, baby. Mike Tyson, baby. He is in that rarefied era, if you're roughly our age, where I think our love for him is so pure that I don't want to see him go th- go through any trauma, go through, you know, have a relapse and be crazy. I don't want to see any of that. Like, this is my brand. Old guy fights. Bare knuckle craziness. Yeah, go in there against middleweight, light heavyweight Vanderlei and and throw some. No, I don't really want to see that. I don't want to see him do anything. I don't want to see him do a exhibition with headgear against Evander. Why are we doing this? Why is Roy Jones coming out and saying people have been using my name? If if I have to, I'll fight Tyson or Holyfield right now if they're over fifty. Like stop, stop this, okay? Stop. It, this Rocky Balboa was a movie, all right? This ain't happening. I don't want to see this. I'm just happy that Mike is finding peace in different ways, and he looks great. He looks better than the fat version of him ten years ago, and specifically the real high gray bearded version of him of like the last two or three years where he discovered weed, and you're like, okay, like okay. But he still seemed like a drugged out version of himself. Now he seems like pure and happy. Don't mess with it, Rafe. Look, I, yeah, I want what is best for him. I want him to I, – I hope that he enjoys this moment in the spotlight, milk it for whatever he wants. I haven't been taking the rumors or the talk around any of these fights, whether they're exhibitions or bare-knuckle fights or whatever – that seriously just because it's it's uh, look i guess i probably should because it's boxing right I, like anytime you say something is too ridiculous right it comes back and and it turns out to be true within like 30 minutes so but still it just it this 
I ain't ready to go there yet. And I don't want to ever have to go there. I, uh, not, oh, not out of some paternalistic care for Mike Tyson, but just because I want to see, I, I, the thing I like most about boxing, I mean, I like, I love a lot of things about boxing, but the genuine competition is, is, is the important thing is the secret sauce that you can't make up and put anywhere else. And it doesn't really exist in the circus fights, in the old man fights, in the stunt events, in whether it's YouTubers, whether it's Connor versus Floyd, all of that stuff, it, you know, we'll, we'll follow it if our, if we have to, because the world is watching and for somehow that's the only boxing only matters to the world when it's a fake event, but it's not what I'm in the sport for. I want to see great fights between fighters who are still active in the sport and still in their fighting years. That's what I care about. That's what I want to cover, write about, watch, love, drink, break up, snort, all of that. And Mike Tyson exhibitions ain't that. Yeah, from the lip to the cup, and I know you don't know what that means. Um, It's not just my love for Tyson. It's like, so my old guy love is more like big three in NBA, right? Big three is where the guys who can still run up and down without killing themselves can just kind of play. They don't have to run up and down. Right, can just play their adult league fantasy that normally they'd be in some sweaty gym somewhere with no fans, can get one more circle around the track. I like that for fighters between the ages of like 35 and 48, let's say, who are washed. Maybe shouldn't be out there, but but have one more in them to just get that final answer or if they need that final paycheck. Or if me as a fan, like in the case of Oscar, just loves the guy so much that, you know what, I'd suspend all moral and ethical thoughts just to see this again. But for me, it's like when they go up to another level, when they get in their 50s, it's like, nah. Yeah, Joe Smith is going to send you through that rope to hell, okay? So back off. Back the hell off. Uh, Rafe, you know we've talked about that boxing is a hood sport. But sometimes you just got to do hood rat stuff. I want to do it because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things and drive into a car. Well, did you know that you could perhaps kill somebody? Yes, but I wanted to do hood rat stuff for my friend. Thank you. I mean, who Go hasn't? Who hasn't? Um, Rafe, also, your boy, the feather duster, Carlos... Baldemir, who's in jail and has been for a while for uh, molesting the stepdaughter. Or, I don't know. I have to something, talk about this. Something gross. But uh, he's trying to get out and he's trying to say he was framed and set up by his lady. Um, you got any thoughts? I jeez, I no, I don't. I don't want to think about this ever again. I didn't there's even like him as a fighter. No, there's a one-armed man chasing him. It's it might be Tommy Lee Jones, and he's about to jump off of the. No, uh, okay, we'll move on, all right? I don't care. (laughs) Uh, Contender 15-year anniversary. Full disclosure, drunkenly on Friday night, I did send a Facebook email to, as you would say, Anthony Monsanto, uh, the number one daddy, Monsanto. An important farmer. And uh, was unable to connect. And B-Sample Bloke slid into both of our DMs and is like, hey, if Chris Mannix can get Mora and the other, the Rhode Island guy, guy, Manfredo? Yeah, Manfredo, why can't you get number one daddy? I'm trying, folks. All right, I'm trying. Um, I don't have some nice soliloquy to sum up what contender means to me. That's an Eric Raskin project. And if you What about a boxing gossip crossover titled Call Her Number One Daddy? Wow. Uh, we should. You know Can how, we get that on HBO? Do you know Can how, we get that on HBO Sports? You know how UFC has that gimmick belt, that pro wrestling belt, that BMF, 
baddest, baddest mother effer hmm. that Jorge Masvidal has right now. Um, what if we had the number one dad, the number one caller daddy title? And uh, it could just be a belt that you make, you know, you make interesting daddy fights. Like right now, prime Ryan Garcia against old man Bonsante. I'd watch that for the for the number one daddy hat, right? The daddy's right there. Yeah. Okay. You know, we 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 good friends, Rafe. All right. I love your daddy, but let's get it on. Um, it was a great show, The Contender. I loved season one. I watched the other ones sparingly. Eric Raskin already covered it. Why are we writing more stories about the the anniversary? Eric Raskin nailed it. Okay, the oral history. Good loves him some moral that Raskin. Uh, he nailed it. Okay, it was a good show. I don't mind. You know, I don't it, mind me some moral either. It mattered. It was a good show. It existed. Okay. In fact, it made them stars. People still to this day stop Sergio Mora to this day. You know, women and are just like you know, you're that guy. You're the you're the Latin snake. It was, it it was good while it lasted. It's over though. Okay. Unless you're going to bring back the Wash Welters and have Berto and and uh, that, Broner. Now that is a, a show. All right. I don't have I would, anything. That would be – I would subscribe as a service I would have for sure. Rafe, Ryan. do you care this week about Tyron Woodley versus Gilbert Burns in um in the Skinhead Bowl? I'm going to have both on a uh, bonus pod this week on the State of Combat. Who is Gilbert Burns? He's a Brazilian flo- flo- uh, bro. He's 33. He's won his last five. He's a big jujuts guy. Okay. I like the jujuts. I also like Tyron Woodley. I've always been I, – I, I think I – first time I seen him was uh, – did he fight the what's his name Wonder Boy yes, once or twice? Twice, twice, twice. Yes. So all the first one and the second one, and I like how he's not a company man. He sticks yes. it to Dana White and the UFC. He's not. A, he 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 talks. He stands up for himself. And not to say that the guys who choose to be a little more quiet are are lesser in any way, but uh, I, I I like that I like that he's outspoken. I like that he'll stand up to the man. You know. You guys want to go back and be a f***ing bartender, uh, a short order cook, a f***ing scientist. If that's what you really want to be, then go for it. Uh, Kamaru Usman dominated him and just wrestle, mm-hmm. wrestle banged him for five rounds. I don't know if you know this Usman fellow. The Nigerian I've seen, nightmare. I've seen some, some pictures of him, but I didn't get to see All him. Right, so you I thought don't... Woodley was a good wrestler, though. Yeah, he is. He just got dominated. So you don't care about this weekend. Uh, I'll be all over CBS Sports HQ, folks. So check in. Highlights. In the studio, post-analysis, Stanford, Connecticut, meet me in the studio. I'll be there. Uh, wear a mask, please. But, Rafe, do you care about box this weekend? Oh, I did say that, Rafe. I didn't know about this until you told me. It goes down, not in the DMs, but in the DR, Rafe. Box is back. The WBA has safety protocols in place for a card in Santo Domingo that will air on ESPN platforms. Is that Deportes? This is a Deportes thing, right? Yeah, it's a Deportes. Junior bantamweight contender Norbelto Jimenez will collide with countryman Elizer Aquino atop a six-fight card on Saturday, presented by promoter Belgica Pena's Shuan Boxing. Do you care? Shuan, the swing. <laughs> Um, look at the unit on that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care, man. I don't care. Look, I'm, I will be curious. I will, uh, I'll watch the highlights. I'll, wa- I'll wait for my man, um, Tim Boxeo to, to clip some highlights, put them on Twitter for me. I will check those out gladly. I'm, I will follow the news about how the WBA protocols work out. If it is a smooth ride, if it looks, if it seems to make sense, I'm curious about that. Otherwise, I don't need to watch this. And, and, and I know there will be 
um, there's always the, the, the rung of our colleagues who do watch it and are like, you are a real boxing writer if you didn't watch this. There hasn't been boxing in months and you don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch it. All right. No, Look, no, I don't no, get paid no. to watch it. I don't get paid to write about it. Like, I'm going to do something else with my time. No. Thank you. Um, uh, can I have a shout out period here, Rafe? I want to shout out the Irish crew. All right. Mm. I want to shout out uh, the Godinez crew, the ADK crew. As always, we try to shout out our folks over there at, uh, what's it called? What's the name? Get back to you. Shout out to Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I want to shout out Johnny Sig. Shout out to him for oh, yeah. uh, getting Eric Roberts, the, the famous actor, on his podcast, by the way. Shout out to Johnny Sig on that. I'm a big Eric Roberts fan. Remember that guy in, uh, what was that movie with Stallone that was badass in 94? What was it? The the, the oh. The specialist? That the professional? The professional. Specialist? One of the, the professional two. is the is the the, the, the pedophile movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The specialist. Uh, shout out Eric Roberts from the the damn kickboxing movie. Best of the best, baby. Yeah, that's that that's where I go. Best of the best one and two is my Eric Roberts wheelhouse. Um, shout out to Robbie Rinaldi. Hell yeah. Okay. Shout out to uh, Teofilo Rigando. Um, you got any other shout outs in your hole here? Shout out to all listeners of SOC, oh, Maddie see? C, of course. You know, um, my guy. Even Homer, even Homer, you even Homer. Me. Please, come you can slide in my DMs and tell me about the equilibrium shot. Um, you know my guy, right? Uh, former Sports Center anchor, now the, uh, you know the guy, the guy. Uh, help me out now. The what? West Coast guy. Uh, he's Cuban B. Uh, Grisham's friend. You know the guy I'm talking about. Yeah, no clue. Uh, we had I had him on the Skinhead Show here because he announced that Tito Ortiz fight. Not Grisham. No, 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 no. Years. Max Bretos, my guy. Wow, that was bad of me. Maximiliano. I, I never in a million years would have got that. Well, I, how dare you? What's, what's he look like? What's his deal? He posted a picture of what I think <laughs> is an original Steven Seagal Mark for Death t-shirt that he was wearing that he pulled out of his collection the other day on Twitter. So check that out. Max Bretos on Twitter. Okay. And now, now he is now he has just shot up my power rankings into the top 10 for that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, shout out to Maddie C. Uh, yeah, that's it. I, I'm done shouting. Manuk. Shout out to Manuk, the hardest working man in boxing. Okay. He, they, I, I think he might, he might get it. Uh, Akpokian. <laughs> Akopian. Akopian. Yes. Yes. Uh, shout out to Bryn Jonathan Butler. Uh, shout out to uh, the babyface assassin Adam Kovnatsky, big donut. Shout out to shout out to the the boxing bros that we have uh, we we've not we haven't lost in the, the 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 finality sense, but who've left us like like our boy Folo, James Foley. Yeah, we miss you, bro. Come back Foley, to the sport. Man. Shout out to the beard, Patrick Connor. Rafe, if you could be locked in an elevator for an hour with one woman of boxing, who would you pick? Uh, <laughs> one woman of boxing um uh man it's it's it, I, I love them all so much it's hard to choose and they're all so fascinating um i i think oh well you know uh ooh, got it. the great the great kathy duva because she Whoa. like Get, because because she could tell here. me all the great stories from her oh, career oh, and boy, tell me go. how the business works she, she just she she'd school me she coached me up 
I would come out a better man. Well, I was talking business, but not that kind, Rafe. Okay, thank you. Shout out to Kurt. I don't get down like that. I'm, out, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a good boy. Uh, shout out to Kurt Emloff, Evan Rutkowski, all the all the folks. All right, that's it. I don't I don't have any more. All right, we uh, how do we make? We made lemonade, gross lemonade, out of some stale lemons here. We went to power hour. Might, might, might be some piss in that lemonade, yes. but uh, uh, yeah. One day Caleb Plant will be Canelo. You heard it right here. Thank you. Um, all right, Rafe, that's it. That's it for the show. Follow him at Rafe Bugs. Follow at State of Combat. Follow me wherever I go in life. Okay? I'll always have you back. Yes. It was hot. You're out. Let me let you up. We out.